Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Gathering Church, a place of grace. Sit back, relax, and listen in. At least 20,000 American adults visit internet, internet sex sites at least 11 hours per week. And just in case you thought this was a male issue, 9.3 million women access adult websites per month. 70% of 18 to 24, which is most of the students, which is the, most of the people here, 18 to 24-year-old um, men and women visit pornographic sites in a month, and 66% of men in their 20s and 30s report visiting pornographic websites on a regular basis. The average age of exposure to porn it's actually one, one, actually I got two statistics. One says 11 to 13, but some statistics actually say as early as five. And at work, 20% of men and 13% of women access adult sites. And for every 10 men in the church, five are usually struggling with pornography. As a matter of fact, another study says that 60% of PK men, those are pastors' kids, PK men admit to a pornography problem. And my final statistic for you, again, if you thought it was just a male issue, 30% of church women say they have intentionally visited a porn website. So this is not just something I'm making up. This is not just something the church is is trying to do, or I'm even trying to skip. This is a real issue that is going on in the world today. What does the scripture have to say? Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 to 19, says this. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking, they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. So what's the problem here? The problem here is that the world today has, in essence, exed out God. This is what the scriptures say. We have removed God, but now because we have removed God, we begin to search and search and search, and we begin to look for other things that can replace that void that God can only fill. See, when you're talking about this issue of lust and pornography, you're really talking about the issue of intimacy. And that's what people are really seeking. They're seeking intimacy. They're seeking a way to get close. But it's false intimacy. It's not real. So they seek out and they continue to seek and they continue to go on and they continue to look for it. One psychologist, um, when, when dealing with people who, who deal with um, sexual addiction or some people call it sexual compulsion, what they, what, one of the things they talk about is what happens in these people's lives is they develop what's called a love map. So what they do is, they, again, they, I, the idea is they want intimacy. They want to connect. But even as one of the guys in the video said, some people are, you know, have issues with connecting with real people. So they, again, again, they want to seek something else. So they seek out the false intimacy. And so they seek and they look. They, they, they go look and they look and they search. And let me try to find something that that can be close to what I really want. And they go, and they go into these sites, and they begin, and they look, and they say, okay, oh, I found something. This is what I want. Okay, this is it right here. I got it. This is what I want. And yeah, it's, oh, it's good. But then it stops. And they said, oh, wait, it stopped. It's, I, I got to go again. I got, I got to look for it again. And let me try to find it again. And so they go and find again, find something similar and, and close to it, and, and they find it. And, and okay, we're good. And uh, again, it, it, it stops. And so now they have to go again. And then what tends to happen is, 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 the, is as Pastor calls it, the power of diminish, diminishing returns, which is you go in, now you go into the third, fourth time, and it, now it's just not quite doing it anymore. 
So what was once good, what was good starts to become alright. So now I need to, now I need to seek something more. I, I need more. So, I, so I, now I go first, first, so, so I know I'm going to hear. So first I was dealing with this type of side, but now, now I need to seek something greater, bigger, deeper. And so they go deeper in and deeper in. And next thing you know, you begin doing things that you just didn't know, think you would be doing. Looking at stuff that you thought you would never be looking at. Because you're looking for that extra. You're looking for that more. And that's why, it's, that's why for, for a lot of people it's considered an addiction. Because again, they're trying to seek that need and they think they got that need and they didn't get hold of that need. And so now they have to let go. So the next thing you know, you have people who are literally watching hours and hours and hours and who are engulfed and who end up, as you saw in the video, some of them ended up losing their family. Some of them ended up losing their friends. One of them was in jail as a result. And so this becomes a real issue and because, and it's all because they're really seeking after intimacy. They're really seeking after, after closeness. As a matter of fact, you know, one of my professors in, in college, I went to a Christian college, and she was a Christian counselor. She was a Christian counselor, and she came out and said, you know, in my studies in dealing with sexual addiction, I, the one thing that I have found throughout my years of connecting and looking at different individuals is that their real issue is with worship. Because what worship is, is about, it's connecting with God. It's not just sitting there talking about hallelujah, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus. But it's really connecting with the one. It's really giving your all to him and allowing him to pour himself into you. So there is a connection. There is an intimate relationship. That's why we like to say, this is not about religion, this is about relationship. And that's a real truth. We're connecting. In worship, we connect with the one. But what the addicts are doing is that they're trying to connect, but instead of connecting with the one, they're connecting with... So they're worshiping, but they're worshiping the wrong thing. And they continue to worship, seeking and hoping and relying that this will, this will be it. And, and, it, and it's just not. And it's just not. And I remember for myself, it started when I was 13, being at a friend's house, and they just happened to have the video there, and looking at it, and just, I remember, I, I, and I could, I could agree with the man that said, you know, you can still remember the first one, and I still do, because it was vivid. To me, it was like, it, it blew my, it like messed up my mind. What I thought about, what I thought about was not what I thought about, and it just, messed up my mind. And that was the seed that had gotten planted because I mean, at 13, internet wasn't popular yet, so, that, so the only way I could get access to anything like that was maybe, maybe through my friend. But then once internet became available, I got in trouble because the seed was already planted. And so it was already distorted, and already I was getting into things, editing into things that were leading me closer and closer to the trap. And see, and the issue with, especially when you're dealing with the internet, I mean, I mean, and even worse is now, because now we got the iPads, and we got the iPods, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was an app for that too, in all reality. Because it's, it, it's accessible and it's secret. You can keep it secret. Nobody has to know. You don't have to deal with it. So, and then for a Christian, it becomes worse. Can I reveal, as much as it hurts for someone who's not a Christian, for a Christian, it becomes worse. Because now, you have not only the fact that, you know, you're just trying, you're not seeking after God, so you're just trying to fill the void on your own, but then you begin to realize, oh wait, this is wrong. This is wrong. 
So now you have now you have this kind of topsy turly thing going on where I, I, where as Paul talked about in Romans seven, I want to do right, but I, do, I can't do right. I I try to I, you know I don't want to do wrong, but the wrong that I don't want to do, that's what I keep on doing. That's becomes your state. That becomes how you live, and I become. I don't want to do this. I, that's with me. I didn't. I didn't want to keep on doing this. I, I became a Christian. God saved me. He He loved me. He He. You know. He did a work in me. But but you know this thing was still an issue, and I I just didn't want to do it. So I was I was stuck, and so and then you get to a point where you have to. It becomes like either, either you just remain stuck and miserable, or you get out of it, or you excuse it. And that's what some people do. I did a study that even pastors deal with the issue. Don't think that your pastors, pastors or leaders, are because you're a pastor or leader, you're immune. Oh no. Matter of fact, it's worse. Because now you're in a position where you can fool yourself. The higher you get, the more you can fool yourself because now you can justify. And now you, you, you can project onto, you can project your issues onto somebody else. Oh, no, they're the ones with the issue, not me. And that becomes the trap. You can get fooled. So it, it becomes a trap. It becomes something that just kind of holds. And for me, it was really a hold. I, I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't know how to let it go. I knew Jesus loved me and I knew he saved me, and I knew he didn't want this for me, but I just didn't know how to get out. I just didn't know how to get out. But I love what God says in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. I love, I love this scene because it's, here it is, um, Jesus is coming to the scene. He's, uh, he's presenting, he's going to the synagogue, and he's about to make himself known. And so, and so they, they ask him to come and to share and so he, he pulls the, they pull out a scroll, and this is the scripture that, that, that was chosen to share. And he declares this about himself. He says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. So he's the Lord, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. Can you say freedom for me? Freedom is for the prisoners, right? And recover your sight for the blind. And to do what? To set the oppressed free. Set the oppressed free. Can you say free? He came to set the oppressed free. So while, while it looks like for us, or it looked like for me, I was oppressed. It looks like for me, there was no way out. And for some of us, you know, whether you might be dealing with pornography or you just might be dealing with issues of lust, the fact of the matter is sometimes it looks like it's a trap, but he says that he has come. That is why he came. He came to set the captives, came to set the oppressed free. If you're, if you're locked, if you're trapped, he's here for you. He is here just for you. Today is here. Just for you. And like I said, I'm talking past tense. Because I was trapped. That was the truth. But now I can say I'm free. Now I can say that that thing is dead and will continue to remain, remain dead until I go to glory. He has set me free. And if he can set me free, he can set you free. That's my message to do that. If he can set me free and my mess, and let me tell you, I did some mess. I can't, I can't even tell you. We got children here. I can't tell you all the details. I can't get, you want to see me later and talk about it, we can talk about it. But I can't give you all the details. But I can tell you, I was a mess. I can guarantee I was in trouble. I can guarantee that if Christ did not save me, did not deliver me, did not, did not bring me out, I would not be here today. Forget about being married. I just wouldn't even be here. But Christ has set me free, and he can do the same for you. So all I want to share with you is just four things. Four things that we can do for those of you who are looking to be free, and for those of you who want to maintain your liberty. Because the, cause, cause as I share with my students at the course, sex is out there. It's an issue, and you see it everywhere. 
I know, I know some of you got surprised when you saw that even as people as young as five are viewing pornography. I'm not surprised by that. I'm not. Because it's out there. It's all out there. And people think it's okay. That it's all out there. I've had people sit there and, and just show me how they would show it to their children because they thought it would teach them about. And let me tell you, I, I, being married two years, I can tell you that did not teach me much of anything. It really didn't. I still got surprised at the time. Because <laughs> there's nothing like the, it ain't, ain't nothing like the real thing, baby. <laughs> ain't nothing like the real thing. <laughs> so don't, don't use that. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Sh- shut it down. Shut it off. It ain't going to teach you any real thing. Amen? So let me share with you four things. Number one, make a commitment to God and a covenant with your eyes. A commitment to God and a covenant with your eyes. Luke chapter 9 verse 23 says this. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself, take up their cross daily, and follow me. You have to make a commitment with with God. You cannot, it is not right, it is not, you cannot sit here and say, I want to follow God, but I want to do this too. You have, he said, if you're going to follow me, you have to deny yourself. If you're going to follow me, you have to take up your cross. That means there's some things that just got to die. There's got to be a death going on in you. And then you can come into a place where you can follow me. Deny yourself. Take up the cross and follow me. We have to commit ourselves to him. We have to. We cannot continue to say we're going to do this our way. Or we're going to do this the way. This is the way I've been doing it for the past 30 some odd years. Uh, and it, it don't matter. 15, 20, 30. It don't matter. If you're going to follow after God, wherever age you're in, wherever state you find yourself, you have to follow him. And if you want to get over this issue then you have to make a choice to follow him. Now, I know, I know you're like, well, what, what if I sin? What if I fall? There's grace for that. There is grace. But be, be, before you get that grace, you have to commit. You have to commit to following him. He can be, if you fall down, he can pick you up. Of course he can. But you must commit to following him. And then you have to make a covenant with your eyes. Job 30, 31 and one says this, this is what Job said about himself. He said, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a young woman. And let me read Matthew 5, 28 to 29, where it says, But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. Part of the issue, and this is a a big issue with men, but it's an issue with women too. My wife lets me know. (laughs) It's an issue with women too. The issue issue is the way we look at each other. It is the way we look at each other. Matter of fact, I have a a story. There was a pastor, a young pastor, an African pastor, and he was... You know, God was using him to like start this great movement of revival in the church, and the, and um and you know it got to a point where just he just began to get to a place where he just started to not feel God anymore, and he couldn't know why. You know, because in the African culture, they in the African culture, Christians really do believe that you can feel him. I mean, we don't always we always some, some, sometimes some of us feel like we feel him, we don't feel him, but they they, they that's just part of their culture. They they believe so so. And they experienced God. So he got to a place where he just couldn't really experience God. And he felt like something was wrong. So he just began praying and seeking. And then someone was giving him scriptures, telling him to repent. He said, I don't know. Repent? Repent for what? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sleeping around with nobody. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not stealing. I'm not robbing. I'm not killing. What, what am I re- need to repent of? So he just began to continue to pray and got to a point where he was by himself. And the Lord began to meet with him. And, you know, and we got to share with him how he was dealing with lust. He's like, but, but God, how am I dealing with lust? I'm, I'm not doing anything. 
And God began to show him. He said, because every time you see that young girl walking down the aisle, and you begin to just address her with your eyes, that's lust. Every time you look at my children in the improper way, that is lust. Matter of fact, you know, Jesus came out and said, if you do that to them, you're committing adultery and fornication. That's why pornography is an issue, because you're looking. As you expose yourself to fornication and adultery. That's why even in marriage it's improper. I'm sorry, because that's adultery. That's adultery. You're already putting yourself, your, your, wife, is, your wife or your husband is supposed to be it, and that's it. So when you expose yourself, it's, it's fornication, it's adultery. So you have to commit, I can't look at you the same way. As a matter of fact, Scripture makes it clear, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And I don't know about you, but I don't do certain things with my brother and my sister. Can I get an amen? If you do, talk to me afterwards. We need to talk about some stuff. <laughs> okay? That's your brother. And, your, and sometimes I, we forget that. This is my brother. This is my sister. So I'm supposed, to, I'm supposed to treat Maria with high regard. That's my sister in the Lord. I'm supposed to protect her. Because that's my sister. I don't let anybody mess with her. Because that's my sister in the Lord. And it's the same with all of us. That's my brother. I got to respect him. I got to show him honor. I got to let him know that he's a man of God. And I got to treat him as such. And nothing else. So we have to commit and make a covenant with our eyes that we, even with our eyes, we're going to serve the Lord. We're, gonna, we're not going to allow ourselves to go there. Can I get an amen on that one? Second thing we need to do is to take sinful thoughts captive and renew your mind. Take sinful thoughts cap- captive and renew your mind. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 says, says this. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets us off against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I, I always love this scripture because it, the context here is that Paul is dealing with people that are having issues with him and who he is and, and how he was relating with them. And so that's why he starts off talking about, we you know, demolish arguments and every pretension that sets up against the knowledge of, knowledge of Christ because there was, that's what was going on, arguments, issues, pretensions. But then he goes on further and says, we take captive every thought to make it obedience to Christ. And when you're dealing with issues of lust and pornography, one of the things you need to be able to do is be able to say, hey, say to yourself, hey, I'm not going there. Because it will go there. You will go there. You will go there. I remember one time, I'll never forget this. I, was, I, was, I lived in New York and I was on Washington Heights. I was just walking down. Ain't nothing going on. There was, I didn't see anything going on around me or anything. But next thing you know, I just got attacked with thoughts. Just out of nowhere. I just got attacked with thoughts and images, and I'm just like, what in the world is going on with my mind right now? What is this? Just gotta, and I was like, I'm like, God, what, do we do? what is going on here? What do I do? You know what God said to me? He said, stop quoting scripture. Just stop quoting scripture. Stop filling your mind with the world. And that's what I, I did. I just started, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become who? He said, be ye holy for I am holy. He said, my, my body is a temple. I just went on and on and on and on. The next thing you know, gone. 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 Sometimes you really just have to take your thought. If you see yourself going there, stop. Stop it. If you got to talk, David encouraged himself in the Lord. You got to talk to yourself for a second and just say, no, I ain't going there. You need to quote scripture, go get your Bible, start quoting. This is why you memorize scripture, because it's a, it's a weapon for you. That's why he called the sword of the spirit. It's a weapon for you. You can use it to fight against the enemy. So when the enemy comes in, you can say no, because God said, I'm out. come on, Jesus did it. Why not me? God, this is what God said. I don't need to go there. This is what God said. I don't need to. So use the word and, and take hold of those captives of your thoughts. And then Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, 
whatever is right, uh, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Philippians 4, 8. Think about these things. So not only do you just take captive of the thoughts, now you've got to change your mind. You've got to change your mind. So now stop putting some things that you should be thinking about. You should be thinking about that which is good. You should be thinking about that which is holy. You should be thinking about that which is right. You know, one of the biggest debates that we still have today, and I've been in Christianity for almost 20 years, but one of the things that have been still an argument today is the issue of like music and what we watch and different things like that. I think I feel like I'm about to get into trouble. <laughs> Yeah. My wife said I can go there, so I'm going to go there. But I'm going to say this. What you, what you watch is what you get. If it's garbage in, it's garbage out. Let me, let me tell you a story. I was yesterday, I was, I was, I had to go and, and take it and go to a family event. And, and, you know, one of the family members was not a Christian, so he just kind of had on music that was just not, not good at all. Just not good at all. And I sat there, and I could just feel, see my mind just starting to go there. I could see it. I could feel it. I, could, I, I, said, I said, okay, we can't stay here long. This cannot be it. This cannot be right. I, I, you know, I challenge you. I remember one time a, a minister did this with, with a bunch of teenagers, and, and I was a self student. He said, I want you to take a moment. You could try this one, try this one time. Take a moment and, and, and put, on, put on some different music, secular music, Christian music, whatever. Put different music on and just begin to see what comes into your mind as you listen. Because I guarantee you, images and thoughts will come, good or bad. Whatever kind of music it is, images and thoughts will come because of what you hear. So that's why we have to be careful with what we think and what we focus and what we put attention to. Some, some movies I just cannot do anymore. And certain things, if I start seeing certain things in a movie, I, I just start looking at my wife. I, I said, hi, baby. <laughs> I'm just looking at you right now. I can't look at the TV. Let that, you know, I can't look at the screen. I got to... Look at you. Because I just can't go there. Because it's, it's important what you think. Because what you think, as a man thinks, so is he. So if you let your mind go there, eventually you will go there yourself. And finally, Romans chapter 12, verse, verse 1. And two says, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may be able to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. As you can see, I had to memorize that verse. Because I had to remind myself. I need to change my mind. You need to change my mind. Uh, I, some of us, let's face it, we, I was not, I love my mother, I love my father, I love my sisters, I love my stepmother, I love all of them. But there's some things that, that we just learned throughout our lives that, we, that if you're going to be following God, you just cannot. It's just not the way to go. And so I had to change my mind. I had to renew my, I had to give myself to God and say, Lord, change me, change my mind. If, if I can't be thinking about that, then I need to be thinking about this. Renew my mind. Renew your mind and be transformed. Amen? Next thing. Flee from all temptation. Somebody can say, get your Nikes on, get your Nikes on, get your Nikes on. <laughs> Flee from all temptation, right? 1 Corinthians 6.18 says, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Let me take a moment with that, with that statement, that second part of it. This is why you need to flee from sexual immorality. When all other sins a person commits outside the body, so when you, know, when you lie, 
when you cheat, you know, it happens here or it happens there. It might affect, it might ha- happen against someone. But now he's talking about when it comes to sexual sin, it, it's fe- sin against your own body. See, the problem and the difficulty, the reason why people, even when they try to get out of sexual addiction, the reason why they have a difficulty getting out of it is because they exposed their body to it already. So as we, so what happens is, like, you remember how I said I can, I can sit here and I can describe the movie that I, that I saw? I can describe what happened. I can remember. I can describe the emotions. I can describe what I felt because the body remembers. The body remembers this. There are, there are times where there are movies that I haven't seen in years, but they come back all of a sudden. Sometimes even for no reason, it seems. Because my body remembers. Your body gets affected. Why do people find it hard, find it hard to, 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 to stay pure? Because they affected their body. And so their body remembers. And so then it becomes difficult now. Now, see, this is why purity is important. Because once you start messing and messing around, you affect your body. And then you want to talk about, you want to follow God, but now you have to struggle with your body. So you might sit there, you might sit there and pray and you're in worship and all of a sudden, boom, a thought. You're thinking about God and where's that coming from? Because your body remembers. And so now you have to, so now this becomes an issue that you have to deal with. That that's why it's important to flee. That's why it is important. That's why we're doing this true love weight curriculum. Because, because, if you, because what, we, what we've done with what we've seen and, and what we thought and, oh, it's just, oh, I'm just looking and, oh, I'm just doing and, oh, I'm just taking care of myself and, oh, I'm just, and it, it's okay. It's not, no, your body remembers. And so then when you do try to follow after God, when you do want to follow, now you, now you have to fight. Now the real fight begins. Now you're going to really realize what it means to, to say no weapons is carnal but mighty to God to the pulling. Now you really do have to pull some strongholds down and be forceful about it because your body remembers and it, and it becomes, it really becomes a warfare. It really becomes a place where you have to fight to maintain your purity. So I want to just encourage you for those, fight. For those who may have this supposed to fight. Because let me tell you, the fight is worth it. And in the end of it all, you win because of Christ. Can I get an amen? So you got to fight. You got to take your stand. Take your stand. Even during the times when, when you feel that, don't remember, you got to take your stand. And here's some other things that you can do to help you. Number one, if you have any secret stash, throw it out. Take out the secret stashes. Take them out. Those little things that you have under the bed, take them out. If they're under the bed, take them out. Get them out. If they're accessible, throw them out. Just books, magazines, come on, romance novels, whatever it is. Man, woman, take, take them out. Because cause you could be, let me tell you, you can be, and it's happened to me, you can be fine and dandy, and all of a sudden, all, all, all it takes is your eye to glance. Like I said, your body remembers, so all it takes is your eye to glance, and your body says, oh, wait a minute, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Go over there for a second, hold on. <laughs> Take away the secret stash. Don't travel alone. Don't. I'm not talking about just going to the store. I'm talking about if you're going like away, don't travel alone. Although in some stores, you maybe you might have to travel alone too. But <laughs> don't travel alone. You want to know the one of the real main ways people get into it? It's because they get bored. Boredom. Other and there were t- and I, I can I can say that from experience. There were times because I was just bored. 
That's why I tell some people, you know, you, you get alive. <laughs> it's like get active. What I mean by that is get active. A solution is get active. That's why you need to get around fellowship. That's why fellowship is important. One of the reasons why people, people get into it is because they feel alone. So the your solution is don't be alone. Surround yourself with brothers and sisters of Christ. Get into some activity. Get into some, into varsity. Can I hear, can I say an amen? Into varsity. It's right here. Ready and waiting for you college students. Get involved. Start doing stuff together. Don't be alone. Because that's where the trouble begins. Monitor or disconnect the internet. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> Monitor, disconnected. We'll go there too. TV too. Monitor, disconnected. Watch, watch what's going on with the internet, because it's too easy. And I know it happens here because I, I could give you statistics, find statistics for you on where it happens in the college dorms and what happens even in the, in the college in, in the computer labs. Come on, in the library. We know. Don't act like y'all don't know. Y'all might not tell me. But I know y'all know. <laughs> All right? So monitor or disconnect. Watch what's going on in the internet. Watch those certain leaks. Watch when you get those emails. If they, if they, watch the, watch the pop song. If it's a website you've never been to, don't go to it. If there's a link there that you don't know who it's from, don't go to it. If the person, if, if you're on the IM and Sexy Baby 12 comes out, Block her. <laughs> Let me tell you, it still happens to this day. Sexy Baby Twelve be coming out trying to come out. I'm like, what is this? Get away from me! <laughs> I said, the, the, the only, <laughs> the only one I need to pay attention to is Lord Jesus Child, and that's my wife. <laughs> that's the only one I need to be paying attention to right now. Okay, Lord Jesus, unless you're Lord Jesus child, leave me alone. <laughs> Avoid questionable places. Now, you know there are, everybody, and it happens in high school, because I deal with a lot of high school students, and I know it happens in the colleges, because I deal with college students as well. There are places in this, in this, in FDU right now that you know. You just if you want to stay pure, you don't go there. There's that little spot where everybody goes to to kind of handle their business, to kind of do their thing. There's that dorm room that everybody knows. That's the party room. That's where everybody goes to do their thing. Avoid it. If, you knew, if there are certain stores or if they, even if there are certain blocks, I mean, 42nd Street at one time was the block, and it still some, some ways is, but it's nothing like it was before. So I, I don't, <laughs> where's Debbie at? That's, <laughs> that's when I go. <laughs> because, again, because you have to protect yourself. So avoid the places. Cancel the catalogs. Cancel the subscriptions. Now, I, I can tell you there were times when I was victorious. I felt like I was getting the victory, and I get something in the middle. I was like, oh, there. Cancel the subscriptions. Then turn off now. Turn off the television and stop watching the certain shows. There are certain shows I live. In, I mean, there were certain shows that weren't even quote unquote uh, pornographic in nature. Like there wasn't a real pornographic show, but they had stuff in it that would just that can just get you there. That would just get. There are certain shows that. Like sex in the city was like no, <laughs> you can I cannot do sex in the city, because it was too much sex in the city for me. <laughs> I cannot you know there's just certain shows even I used to love watching Family Guy, that used to be the show, I used to love watching because I like to laugh. My wife would tell you I love to laugh. Anything that makes me laugh I love, I love watching it. But there were certain things even in that a cartoon. <laughs> That would just, if you let, you let it play long enough, it's going to lead you there. And I had to cut it off. I had to cut it off. I had to cut it off. Because, again, this is about my commitment and my covenant that I made with God. And my, I can't go there. I can, if, I'm, if I'm going to sit there and follow after God, it's either going to be God or that. 
and, and family God ain't got a heaven or a hell to put me in. Can I get an amen on that one? So I'm sorry, it got to go. Uh, and sometimes that's hard because I know we get attachments. We, 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 oh, this is my show. This is, this is my thing. Or, or even sometimes it deals with friends or this is my friend. And, 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 but it comes to a point where who do you serve? Joshua told the is, Israel when, after they, after they have run into, after they have um, overtook Canaan, they said, choose you this day whom you're going to serve. Because as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. But you need to choose. And remember this covenant that you're making right now because you have to choose who you're going to serve. And we need to choose, and not just today, but every day. You got to choose because unfortunately what happens after, after Joshua, you have judges where they forgot who they chose. So you need to choose on a regular basis whom are you going to serve. So when it comes to the things in the watch and the things that you connect with, with the things that you do, who are you going to serve? James 4, 7 to 8 James 4, verses 7 and 8, says this. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. You want God, if you want to be set free, if you want to experience the fullness of God, if you want to, if you, if you want to not have to struggle, you have to submit to God. So that means you have to close those doors. You have to, you have to stop washing those souls. You can't travel. Alone. There's certain things you just have to do for your sake, for, for your relationship with Christ, so that you can submit to God and the devil will have no choice but to flee. You don't even, you don't even have to spend a whole lot of time talking about saying the Lord rebuke you, saying the Lord rebuke you, saying the Lord rebuke you. Just submit. Let him, he, he, he's, he's, He's the Lord, the Lord Sabaoth. He's the Lord of hosts. Let him fight. Let him fight. Just submit and say, devil, go. And let him, watch God fight but as you submit. And last, last but not least, be accountable and get help. Ecclesiastes 4 and 10. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. One of the things I can be so grateful for is that I have people I, that I was able to say, this is my issue, and I need some help. I went to a counselor. I went to a counselor and said, this is my issue. I need some help. I went to a minister and said, this is my issue. I need some help. And they helped. They kept me accountable. One of the best things you can do, even if you're not dealing with any of these issues, just to be sure, just to be safe, get someone who you can be accountable to. Get someone who can ask you those tough questions. Not me. How's it going? No, really. How's it going? You understand what I'm saying? Let, them, let someone who can get there, go there and really ask you those questions. And that you can really share the real answer with. Because, you know, if, if somebody, if any old body out here comes in and says, hey, how you doing? I'm just going to be like, fuck. Ah. Oh, I'm doing all oh, God. God is good. God is great. I'm good. But if, but if Pastor Arthur comes to me and asks me, how you doing? My answer cannot just be good. Because he's going to be like, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> he's going to start asking some questions. And then his wife, his my wife just has the ability to know when something's wrong anyway. So even if I tell her that it's good and it's not, she's going to be like, okay, yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> I got your number. <laughs> so, but I thank God I have friends who can do that, who I can do that with. And we all need friends. We all need people. We all need people, older brothers or, or, or older sisters or somebody who we can connect with and say, and just, how's it going? What's up? How it really is. Get some and get some help. See, a lot of people that deal with sexual addiction and pornography addiction, like I said, they're dealing with issues of intimacy. So some of them have emotional, some of them had emotional trauma in the past, abuse and neglect that has that has happened in the past that causes them to seek out, seek out, seek out something to fill that void in themselves. Some some people who have dealt with it, they just 
again, they just feel alone. They feel depressed. Some people are bored. Some, some people just, just, you know, are just having a bunch of different emotions, stress, bunch of different emotional issues because of stress. School is a stress. Can I get an amen, college students? So because of stress, sometimes some people try to look for a way out. Get some help. Get some help. There is help available for you. A good, a good website you want to you look at if you really want to get into this issue is where I got a lot of my statistics from. It's triplexchurch.com. Is it .com or .org? It might be .org. But <laughs> so it's either .com or .org. But triplexchurch, you could go in there and they have a lot of statistics. And this is a ministry that they have a lot of resources available. And, and they deal with a lot of, lot, of, lot of people. A lot of people who are dealing with that type of addiction or even those people who are in that industry because those people are hurting too as a result. A lot of them... A lot of them, there's like, there's like a 60 to 70% of them um, um, get herpes as a result of being in that industry. And then about 30 to 40 gets other diseases like syphilis and, and gonorrhea and other things of that nature. So it's, it's, not, it's not a great thing, but they're there to help. So that's one of the reasons, and we're here to help. Our the pastors are here to help. We, we're here to pray for you. You need to talk to us. You need to show if you're dealing with this issue there is help here, and there is grace here. That's why we call ourselves the place of grace, because you don't got to worry about it being, being on the screen next week. It's not going to be on the screen, and you don't have to worry about us judging you and be like, girl, what's wrong with you? Guy, you got some issues. What? No, I was a mess. I was a mess. I saw I can't, don't worry about you. You really don't got to worry about me judging you, because I know what I was, but I, but I know God is able. And he is no respecter of persons. I'm getting ready to close. I'm going to ask my, my wife to prepare herself. You know, the biggest trick that the enemy uses when we deal with this issue, the biggest trick for me, the biggest issue I dealt with was guilt. It was guilt. I, there were times when I would just feel like God must, not, God must hate me. Because I wouldn't deal with somebody who, who, would, who would just go and who would talk about, oh, I love you, I love you, and then I leave you. And then come back, I love you, I love you, and then I leave you again. And then come back, I love you, I love you, and then want to leave. You know, I, 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 that, so I would, there would come a point where I would say, um, he, must, he, must, he, must, he must just hate me right now. He got to. He just got to hate me. As I deal, you know, when we deal with our issues of lust or pornography. But I, I love this scripture. And I'll end with this one scripture. It says, Zechariah chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. And Satan standing at his right side to accuse him. That's what the enemy does. He accuses him. The Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is not this man a burning stick snatched from the fire? Now watch this. Now Joshua was dressed in filthy clothes as he stood before the angel. The angel said to those who were standing before him, Take off his filthy clothes. Then he said to Joshua, See, I have taken away your sin, and I will put fine garments on you. God is able to cleanse. God is able to forgive. God is able to say, Not guilty. We can't just hear a word like this and there not be a response. To the word. Maybe some of you here today, you say, well, pastor, that's nice that, you know, you got preaching on that, on this topic, but I got nothing to do with me. But we all have issues. We all have hang-ups. We all have problems. And from time to time, we all battle guilt. And there's nothing like the love of Jesus that helps to wash all the guilt and all the sin and all the issues away. And so I want to encourage you this morning.
under the sound of my voice and those who are listening to our podcast this morning. I want to encourage you to give your heart to God. Make a renewed commitment. Pastor Edgar gave us four directives this morning. But the last one was to get the help. And the Holy Spirit is our helper today. Jesus gave us help when he died on Calvary. He gave us the hope that we need this morning. And if you're saying, Pastor, that word touched me. There's some things I'm dealing with. I'm not actually in this, this very good business. It's between you and the Lord. But there's some stuff I'm dealing with this morning. I, I was challenged. Something popped out at me. I'm, I'm dealing with something. And I, I, I want you to pray with me this morning. If you're saying, Pastor, you know what? I have the victory. I have the testimony just like Pastor Edgar. God has brought me out. But I want to maintain that victory. Amen. I want you to stand this morning. And we're just going to stand and we're going to have a corporate prayer this morning. So if you're saying, Pastor, I need help. Or, Pastor, I want to continue in the victory which Christ has given me. Then let's stand this morning. Let's pray corporately this morning as we prepare to close this service. I want to give you the opportunity that we can pray this morning. And if you want to speak to somebody, you can Fill up the connection card. You can speak to one of the pastors. Amen. After service, we can set up an appointment. Amen. Because we want you to have the victory. We want you to have the victory. The God we serve is a victorious God this morning. Thank you for your honesty before God this morning. May God bless you for your honesty this morning. Not guilty. This is not a place of guilt. This is a place of grace. Amen. I'll say that again. This is not a place of guilt. This is a place of grace this morning. And so we're going to pray for you. Father in heaven, we come before you. I lift up these souls before each and every individual that's standing, even those who sat down who felt maybe a little uncomfortable to stand this morning. Father, I'm praying today that, first of all, those who are struggling, those who are battling in their heart and in their bodies, Lord God, we're praying that you would give them victory. Oh, God, this morning, Father, we pray that you would show them and outline the path of victory for them, that you remove the guilt, you remove the hurt, the pain, the emptiness that they feel inside today. And, Father, for those who have the victory, I pray that they will maintain that victory in Jesus' name, that they won't stumble, they won't fall, and even at times they feel susceptible to those things, that you would keep them. For your word says that you're ever-present help in the time of trouble, God. So, Lord, I thank you today for covering them and keeping them. Rebuke every spirit of lust, every spirit that the enemy would try to sin against them, against your children. We come against all forms of evil around them, all forms of evil that will try to, 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 to throw lies in their minds, oh God. And we pray that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard their heart and mind through Christ Jesus. So, Lord, I'm praying that you would keep these individuals today, Lord. They're honest. They're standing up. They're saying, Lord, it's me, O oh Lord. I'm standing in the need of prayer. I'm standing. It's me, O oh God. So, Father, I pray that you will remember them in a special way this morning and that they won't leave the same way they came. Let them be transformed, renewed, and strengthened now by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.